Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody listening to the Independent Corner. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody. Um, tonight we're supposed to have uh, Brittany Powell calling in. Um, unfortunately, I haven't heard from her. I heard from her earlier today, and she said she was going to be calling in. So, uh, um, but um, still haven't heard a word from her since. So. Um, maybe she got busy, I don't know, but hopefully she will call in pretty soon. Um, I guess, uh, <clears throat> you know, last night we were, uh, I, I did an interview with, uh, Paul Soder as well as, um, Blake Fitzgerald, uh, Fitzpatrick, and we can, um, you can, uh, like listen to that show again and everything. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully Brittany will be calling in soon, um. Uh, if, um, if anybody wants to, um, talk, I'm about to set up the chat room so you guys can come chat there, um, forgot to do that, so hold on, um, people want to come to the chat room and talk and whatnot, um, Brittany has done a lot of, uh, TV as well as, uh, some films, so, um, we'll be talking about, um, her amazing career, um, Probably as the show goes on, if she doesn't come on in about a half hour, we'll just cancel the show and, um, you know, and then reschedule, I guess. But um, hopefully it won't be that long, and um, uh, hopefully she will uh, get in touch with uh, in touch with the show soon. Um, at least let me know what's um, what's going on. Uh, let's see. Oh, hold on one second. Let's see. Hey, Brittany. Hello. Hey Jonathan. Hey, how are you doing? Good. It's Brittany. Hey, what's going on? You know, just doing the whole daily grind thing. How about you? Uh, just um, doing the show. Uh, just started actually. So, um, but uh, everybody, this is uh, Brittany Powell. Um, Hi. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, Brittany. Um, so everybody knows. Um, how did you get started in acting? Uh, I started out in community theater, and I started winning awards and stuff like that out in Texas, like UIL awards, which are uh, one-act plays and things like that. And I just figured out, you know, I can have as many awards as I want, but what I really like is money. So (laughs) I moved to L.A. and just started booking work right away. Started out in um, commercials and television, nighttime television, you know, all of like the Aaron Spelling shows and all of those like Renegade, all those silly shows that were on. Did all uh, those? Was there a particular one at that time that you liked the most of doing? Um, you know what? There was Stu Siegel Productions. I used to love his stuff. And, you know, it was always like on the USA Network and stuff like that. It was Renegade and um, High Tide, Silk Stockings. But he did all of those. And it was just a great company to work for. And I did pretty much every show he had there. And also Aaron Spelling. Aaron Spelling treated you right when you worked for them. They were so nice. Aw. So, that's yeah, really so good. The early days, the reminiscing days. Yeah, well, uh, you also got to work with, like, Peter Engel and uh, the, that group of people with Say by the Bell and California Dreams, which were the, were the shows I kind of grew up on watching, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I just got a Facebook a friend request from John Asher because I did the show that he was in, which was the spinoff. It was the TV remake kind of thing of Weird Science. Right. 
so nice, random. I mean, the randomest. I'm sitting here like three in the morning one night. I'm like, oh my god, I have to get off the computer. And all of a sudden, this friend request pops up. I'm like, what the hell, John Asher? Why? Okay, hi. We're cracking up because I have a picture of him. I was like, yeah, go into my onset page of my photo albums, and I think you might see somebody there you recognize. He started cracking up. He's like, no way, I did not wear my hair that way. Well, like, like, yeah, you did. Well, did he know? Like, did he know that you were like? I mean, he obviously knew you were right. Like, he knew that he worked with you, right? Like, I don't um, know. I probably we got along great on set, and you know, we we had a very nice rapport but then again how many years ago was that i mean we've both had marriages and families and all of that since then so who knows maybe he was just like hey who's the hot chick in the red and white outfit (laughs) well uh that's that's funny though um it's great to know that all these guys that uh kind of like i guess you kind of grew up knowing like i didn't even think you'd be on you know on facebook at all so yeah oh yeah facebook and twitter yeah, everything, right? Like, just getting your name out there. And- yeah, well, because I do a lot of new media now. So, uh, you know, I've got a web series that we've got over 20 million views, and it's just it's going like gangbusters. We just became the first 3D web series ever. We became the first 3D series ever. And, you know, the movie, we're doing it in a movie version too, and that's coming out even before Avatar comes out. So we'll oh, be wow. – yeah, it's – it's so fun and we get so much attention that I have, I can't not be on Facebook and Twitter because that's, that, you know, that's a community that we support each other tremendously. So, you know, like you, you found me on Facebook. So, you know, I'm looking at right now. I just looked, pulled it up. Jonathan Moody, actress, Brittany Powell from airborne Stacy's mom will be on independent corner to discuss her amazing film career. Hey, you do have an amazing film career. I won't lie. Like, I was re-looking. Um, I actually, like, I, I went to re-look up some of the stuff that you'd done, and I was I just realized today that you were in, like, my favorite episode of Boy Meets World, like one of my favorite episodes. Oh, uh, nice. Thanks. I yeah. love that. Okay, okay. Um, that's also one of my favorite shows that I've worked on. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great. It was, and it was really well, like, written on that because you, like, a lot of those times you really felt, you know, felt for the characters and everything. And yeah, that was a... Yeah, it was a really well-written show. And the actors on there were very quality, so I felt privileged to be able to be there with them. Yeah, how was it like to work with uh, Will on that? Oh, he was awesome. In fact, I did a little short film not too long ago. Um, some friends of mine and I, we were taking yoga classes together, and they're like, let's do something, like, weird. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to shoot at my friend Will's house, and I show up, and it's Will. I'm like, dude, <laughs> Like the last time I saw you, you were pregnant at Seven <laughs> Eleven. Like, yeah, I had the munchies. Got to, you know, you're pregnant. You want to eat everything. I had to go to Seven Eleven and get food. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, you no, know, that's uh, that's great. That uh, I mean, that you you're able to kind of like uh, see these guys after you know you haven't probably like hung out with them in a while, you know, and and uh, get to look back at the old times that you guys had. You know. Yeah. And it is. It's nice. Yeah. I've oh. had, I've been fortunate enough to wear pretty much every set that I've ever been on, whether it be my own or if I'm guest starring on somebody else's. Everyone is, there's such few times, you know, where people have not been wonderful. 
Right. So to run into somebody, I ran into Lawrence Fishburne the other day hiking, and I'm all, dude, you were the first person to introduce me to Jasmine T. And he stopped and he looked at me because I only, I never had scenes with him in the movie we did. It was the Stephen uh, Baldwin and Lawrence Fishburne movie Fled, and I only had scenes with Stephen. I didn't have scenes with him, but hanging out on set, you know, like a I was just getting done. He was just coming in to shoot. He was such a gentleman. And it's because of that, I felt comfortable knowing that whether he remembers me or not, because we never actually shot together on the day, whether he remembers or not, I know he's a gentleman and I know he's going to treat me with respect if I walk up and just be like, dude, what's up? Right. And I did. And he, he remembered and it was awesome. Oh, Morpheus remembered me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, is it like to you? Like, do you ever do you ever get starstruck? Period. Like when you're out in Hollywood, just you know, it's like seeing somebody like that or whatever. Like, are you ever? I like, do, but to do it. It's, but I get starstruck about weird things. Like I did a a little. It was a Disney show called Phil of the Future, and the lead. It was such a cute little kid show, and so it was about this kid who's from the future, he gets stuck in this time zone, and but he has all these crazy gadgets. And so his little best friend is this cute little blonde girl, and she gets a hold of the gadgets from every time to time to whether she can see into the future or she zaps herself to be older. So every time it's in the future or she's older, it was me. So I had a recurring role on the show, and I freaked out one day because I realized that the girl who plays her mom was the girl who had done these Aerobed commercials, the infomercials. Her name is Lisa. And I was like, wait, I recognize her. She did Aerobed commercials. And I remember it was so funny because it was just this cheesy Aerobed commercial. And she's talking about, you know, oh, and we can put it here and it zips up there. And, and whenever we have company over and the husband goes, yeah, like if the neighbors want to come spend the night. And she looked at him. She goes, ha, you wish. And I just lost it. And ever since that day, she's been my little cult hero. And I freaked. I was like, oh, I had. I ran to her dressing room. I'm like, hi, you did that arrow bed commercial. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a dork. <laughs> wow. So you're you're like uh, you got a you got a show like a web series um, about geeks, you know. Um, and uh, do you do you ever feel because you're you're like kind of I guess you're the um, from what I could tell from the show because I didn't get to watch all all episodes that you guys have done so far or whatever but um, you know obviously you're the you're the hot one you know that's the yes. idea right well the the thing is is that we're all there's three core characters and then there's five main characters. Um, Two of them kind of always stay at, you know, safety headquarters, posh headquarters, professional occupational safety and hazard. They kind of always stay at headquarters. And then the other three of us, we are the ones that go out and and try to solve these accidents. And they're very Darwin Award. You know, Darwin, like, these people really should be taken out of the gene pool kind of accidents. And so the characters themselves are all very quirky. It's very Adult Swim or Monty Python type show, type humor, uh, timing, everything. And so we made it to where we're very cartoony. The um, 
the characters in themselves have character flaws, of course, but they're endearing. So my character is where I am just a, a complete man hater, but I'm like that girl who always pushes her boobs up at a club and then gets mad at you for staring at her boobs. Right. And you're all, but you put them on a platter for me. Right. <laughs> so she always wears these sexy, sexy outfits and cannot understand why men are not looking her in the eye while she's talking. But she put herself through, she's the psychologist on the show. She does criminal psychology. Right. And, uh, and so she can profile people, but she put herself through school with, for abnormal psychology while paying for school while stripping. So she can profile to just this preternatural degree men, but if she's like gyrating or giving them a lap dance, she can tell you like if your mother talked bad to you when you were seven and that's now why you are afraid of women and you run away when they look at you, and she always just emasculates them. But wow. That's a, yeah. That, I mean, that, well, that's, a, that's great. That, that's like a very well-defined character right there to be able to keep playing well, every uh, week, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I got to say, the guys who wrote it, uh, Tom Conkle, who is my business partner, and his writing partner, Dave Beeler, they wrote and produced the first season. I'll be producing the second season as well. But they are so funny, and they've done sketch comedy for 15 years. They've worked with John Cleese and people like this, who, by the way, John Cleese is going to be in our second season. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they've worked with people, and these guys got chops when it comes to writing comedy. So they they write characters that are actually very deep. When you when you first look at the show, you're like, great, it's a live action cartoon, and but you start watching it, and you realize that these people are they have depth and they have character to them. You know, good character and flawed character, but all in all, they're they're good people. Just sometimes their baggage comes out and they're kind of like they glitch a little. So, but they're just they did such an excellent job writing. I was I'm so happy that they asked me to be in it and and that we've become so close and so involved with the show and and moving it on even further to the second season. Yeah, um, and now it's it's called uh, Safety Geeks SVI, which sounds like it's what uh, like a CSI or Special Victims Unit or yeah, we uh, safety violations investigations. Um, we don't direct parody these shows, but we just realized that there's so many of these shows that are out. You know, you've got the CSI New York, Miami, NCIS, which I was on, by the way. NCIS that I was on had the only episode to that date that had gotten hate mail, but it was also the highest rated episode to that date. Well, <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that in a second after uh, you talk a little bit about that because I want to hear more about uh, why why you guys got hate mail on that. But, oh, yeah, um, okay. We'll get yeah. back to that then. Um, yeah, so we don't do direct parody of those shows, but we do make fun of the general scheme of all of it, so we created our own version as opposed to, you know, wouldn't it be funny if – I don't know these people's names on these shows. <laughs> wouldn't it be right. funny if instead of saying that, he said this? So we don't do that. We we create entirely new scenarios, new worlds, uh, new um, new character. It, it's we're not just 
mean, who has a safety violation investigation unit, really? Right. Well, I, I like that because also it's not, like, I don't really like parodies today anyway because, like, you look at all the parodies that have come out recently, like, uh, you look at date movie, you know, epic movie, mm-hmm. all those movies. Um, they just, they're they're exact rip-offs of the things. They're not even really, like, parodies anymore. They've just, you know, they they take the situation and then, try to put in some really bad joke to make it, you know, like a little bit mm-hmm. different. So Yeah, it's kind of like a wink wink, look how cute I am kind of Yeah, exactly. Thing. And um I like more like Monty Python stuff where they don't parody anything except like the whole general idea <laughs> of things. You know? The whole French British hatred, you know. I fought in your general direction. Yes, exactly. Um, and, you know, I'm a huge Monty Python fan myself, so, um, you know, I was actually just showing my niece it the other day, you know, for the first time. So, oh, like, nice. Well yeah. done, sir. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, my dad showed it to me, so I had to show it to, you know, you have to share it to everybody, you know. It's Get true. everybody into that uh, stuff. But um, anyway, um, uh, to go back to uh, SBI, um now, uh, safety violations, investigations, is that basically mm-hmm. what that is? Yeah. And so they just investigate different, well, that's kind, of, that, that's kind of an interesting idea too, though, because, you know, there's a lot of those videos out there that try to show you safety school or, you know, or different yeah. things like that. Yeah, I want to make sure that my, okay, cool, I'm just going to make sure my phone is still charged. Okay. Um <laughs> I know, in modern technology, I do not have a landline. Nice. Um, yeah, it, it, we actually put out a safety calendar. So you can get it at Amazon. You can get it either like lulu.com. That's the, the version I like best. It's got, it's bigger, it's richer, it's, you know, whatever. You can also get it at Zazzle, but Amazon will take you to either one of those. Um, or you can get it at safetygeeksvi.com. It'll link you, you know. Wonderful world of the internet, uh, but we did YouTube it. it, it we parodied, it, right? YouTube the calendar. Oh, the calendar. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh no. Oh yeah, no. I was talking about how you were talking about like workplace scenario videos oh, and right. stuff like that. Well, we put a calendar out that was very pinup girl. So it was me and different pinup girl style uh, environments, except we made it safety geeks esque. Like, I mean, the one that started it was I said to Tom one day, I was like, what if like the reason that Marilyn Monroe's dress is flying up like that is because she was actually farting. But you didn't see that she's farting on like dudes who are popping out of a manhole cover down there. So like what if that was the real story behind that dress, that beautiful photo? So we just decided, oh, my God. So we made an entire calendar based off of things. Like I'm giving Tom in one, I'm like a total sexy nurse, and I'm it's I'm giving him CPR, and it's about learning CPR for the workplace scenarios. I'm giving him CPR, but his head is already lopped off on the floor, like just random. But it's but it's classy. You could actually hang it at work, okay. but it's but it's spoofy, and it's got like pinup girl. You yeah. know, it's like it's just it's if you get our humor, you love it. Other than that, you know, basically buy it for your grandma. 
Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, Grandma will love that. Like, I know. She'll be like, I'm old. I'm, I've lived my life. I'm good to go. Let's get that calendar. Let's get that calendar. We need we need a calendar, uh, a pinup calendar, too. Maybe, maybe Grandma's <laughs> a lesbian, too, so, you know, hey. You know. Yeah. You never knew. She went to college, I'm sure. Oh, wait, no, Grandma probably didn't go to college, did she? Uh, Grandpa uh, might have. Oh, well, definitely get it for Grandpa. Um, he, uh, it, it might make him too excited, though, and, uh, you know, <laughs> may. You may have to do a, a safety investigation after that. But, um, <laughs> we don't know why he had the heart attack, <laughs> but Grandma's happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's like, I'll get him more calendars every day, one for every day of the week, and we'll just get that thing going again. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry, even fun. your grandma, even your grandma's not safe, Jonathan. <laughs> Actually. I, they're they're both not safe because they're not uh, around anymore. But um, that's uh, you know, that's another story, I guess. That's, um, bring it down. I'll try not five. to parody it. I'll try not to parody the loss. I'm sorry. I'm I'll go there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, no, I wanna um, I I wanna kind of backtrack a little bit because I guess we we kind of went jumped all over <laughs> a little bit. And, uh-huh. Um, That'll wanna, happen. Yeah, it happens on my show a lot. Anyway, I'm kind of random, so um, but uh, I I do want to say I was uh, rewatching California Dreams today because I've got the DVDs, and um, I will say I I you know uh, I really liked your character Randy Joe on that show. Oh, thank you. Um, now uh, was that one of your first shows that you ever like really had a uh, part in? <laughs> Can't you tell by the acting? <laughs> I know. I actually, I like, well, I liked it for what the show was. Anyway, like you, you worked well with uh, the other actors, you know. So I thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yes, I was very green, <laughs> very new to the camera concept at that well, time. But it was fun. I mean, I had a recurring role. It started out just as one guest star role, but they kept bringing me back. So I guess I wasn't doing terrible. Now, when you got called back, like, did they just, like, randomly call you and say, hey, we, we want to bring your character back. Do you want to come? Or, like, how yeah. Like, yeah, they'll call the agent, and, you know, my agent, they'll call, and then my agent will call me and say they want to do another episode. Um, so, and you could have yeah. said no, right? You could have been like, eh, no, I don't really feel like doing it. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, easily. And then they would have probably just given a similar storyline, but made it a different character. You know, right. like, oh, another new girl in school. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Matt, Matt seems to be lucky. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I go hiking with him sometimes. I run into him randomly. That's, yeah. that's awesome. He hasn't really, like, he's, a, uh, from what I'd heard, because I interviewed Ginny Kwan, who, um, you know, was on that show and everything, and she mm-hmm. said that he's actually doing, um, uh, I guess, his music stuff. So. Yeah, he loves music. He's always been really good at it. Yeah, and, uh, Actually, you know, he became a roommate of mine years later um, through a mutual friend. And then, so we were roommates for quite a while. And then um, and then I moved on, he moved on. And then out of the blue, I was walking past, I was done hiking and I was walking past this building and I just hear some dude's voice, you know, Brittany Powell! Oh, what the heck? And it was him. So 
we reconnected just randomly. Wow. Yeah, he's a really sweet, sweet person. Uh, so everybody knows that she's talking about Brent Gore, who is uh, yeah, Brentley Pat. Gore. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm, I've been trying to get like a lot of the the dreams guys on my show because as a fan, that was like one of the shows that I kind of grew up watching. That and like Saved by the Bell, and you know that that kind of like like I said, that was like my my gener you know my generation or whatever you want to call it. Like that was the shows that I would watch like after school or whatever. You know, and, oh, very um, good. Yeah, and Saturday mornings. Or Saturday mornings too, as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, though uh, it was mainly the uh, afternoons on like uh, on TBS or whatever the other, what what channels, things like that. So uh, that I would watch more. Um, but um, also uh, another uh, another thing that I uh, grew up watching and I mentioned on my thing is uh, Airborne. Yeah. I love. Okay, that's another one of my favorites. Really? That's one of my favorite movies that I've ever done. One of my favorite shows, movies, whatever. We had so much fun and and got good work out of it. Exactly. And you got you got to work with um, you know, Seth Green and uh Jack uh-huh. Black before they were Seth Green and Jack Black. Um, oh, they've <clears throat> always been Seth Green and Jack Black, trust me. <laughs> they were just ridiculous funny from the get-go. Well, Seth like, became one of my favorite people at like on the face of the planet. I just, I have such, I have a Christmas card he gave me a couple years later that just, I still have it. I I don't keep things. I throw things away. And for some reason, I just have always kept this, but it's hand-drawn and it's like little Timmy sneaking down the stairs to see, because he heard Santa. Right. But you can see Santa by the tree, but Santa's not by the tree now. He's hiding up against the wall with an ax waiting for little Timmy to come around the corner. That's awesome. This is, like, this is classic. I love it. I still have it. Wow. Um, you could probably, uh, like, you should Xerox that and show people what uh, he did. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure you'd love that. Oh, um, I'm sure he'd love it, yeah. Do you, do, you guys, do you keep in contact with a lot of those guys? or? No, I run into Seth occasionally. I mean, right. like, seriously, no more than, like, once a year. Right. But... Um, no, I haven't kept in touch really for a while. I hung out, like all of our stunt guys were from Team Rollerblade back when, you know, they were just like doing crazy X game stuff. I don't know if they still are, but, um, they took me under their wing, taught me how to ride a half pipe, introduced me to Mammoth Mountain. Like I had a blast with those guys for quite a while, but then I got a boyfriend that ended up becoming my husband, so that I kind of quit doing all that kind of stuff. Nice. I should have continued playing with them because my husband went bye-bye. So <laughs> it's sure. just been yes, uh, to look back and see the things that could have been differently. I could still be on Mammoth Mountain and not an ex-husband. Uh, well, you know, you can I only joke. do you can only do things uh, the way that you're you're doing them, and then seeing how they uh, play out. You know? Yeah, I know. I'm totally teasing about that. <laughs> um, now, also, uh, the the cool thing also is you got to work uh, another Peter Engel thing. You got to work with um, Saved by the Bell, the college years, um, uh, and and new class, I guess. So mm-hmm. you got to be in both. Um, uh, now, were you? Uh, I guess did you? Was your character in Saved by the Bell, the college years, a uh, one of uh, 
has X many dates or girlfriends or whatever? He tried to date me, but I was under the assumption that he was the professor. Huh. So like, I walked in. I, I, I mean, I don't remember the exact everything storyline except for that he was visiting the professor. The professor had to leave the room, and then I come in like this big fan with the book that the professor had written and like, oh, my God, it's you. And then he's all, yeah, you want to go out on a date? Of hmm. course. And then I find out that it's not him, so, you know, I probably gave him a slap across the face or something. I don't know. Well, you know, it, it's too bad those uh, those books didn't have, like, the, the back cover, how they, you know, what the author looks like. <laughs> you bleached your hair. What? <laughs> you bleached your hair. You bleached your hair, and you, your face looks completely different and younger. You don't look at all like your photo. Mm. Oh, well, they say the camera adds 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that sounds like a Saved by the Bell joke. There you go. <laughs> It was harnessing the memories. Oh, Lord. Um, now, uh, when you got to work on those shows, was it a lot of fun for you? Like, did you just, you know, was it, or did it seem more like work than, like, you know? No. Um, it, it, you know, the work comes in the preparation and the everything. It's still not work. It's still fun. It, everything's still fun, and but on that show, and all those morning shows, everybody was just always good spirits. They knew each other really well. They were always very nice to each other. They didn't bring drama onto the set. There, I mean, there's just I, I never would have gotten the impression that there was drama, or it's just everyone was just cool, and they knew what they had to do to get the job done, and and they were happy to do it. And so, you know. And they were probably very to, welcoming of other people coming in and, and playing. The, well, yeah. You know, they're accustomed to every week having a new guest star, and sometimes those guest stars get recurring, so they come back. And so it's always nice, you know, when they are when they can say, oh, you know, nice to see you again, whatever. But they're accustomed to having new people on every single week because it drives the storylines. Right. Uh, how long do those shows, like, how long – does it take to shoot the, an episode of, like, a uh, sitcom like that? Well, sitcom, you you rehearse for three days. Then the fourth day is blocking and run-throughs. You always have run-throughs, but they're always at different stages. Like, the first day, you still have your script in your hand during the run-through, and you're still realizing, oh, I need to walk over here, you know. Um, but by the fourth day, you're off book, you're... Um, for the camera, they'll do a camera blocking where the camera will come in and they'll be like, okay, cool. And then the fifth day you do like dress rehearsals and then that evening you shoot in front of the live audience. Now, was there, was there a live audience for Save by the Bell? Like, I always, always felt like it, it didn't have a live audience. You know, I don't remember. Reason. We shot in a stage that had the audience chairs. I think for the College years, there was a live audience, but for the new class, we shot on location. Oh. So you actually shot in a school, or? Well, for the new class, I was a tennis instructor, so we were shooting up at a, a, not a resort, but a country club. Oh, nice. But that could have just been for that episode. You know, that could have just been a day on location. You know, so don't quote me on, like, that show was shot this way, and this show, that was just what I can recall right now. 
what was it like to work with uh, Screech? Oh, super cool, dude. Was he? He was nice, yeah. And I never even knew he's totally trained in martial arts. Was he? You, I know, right? You're like, uh, wait, you can kick my ass? Um, well, apparently he can. Uh, <laughs> who knew? I, you know, yeah, that's that's crazy. I I, I didn't know. I, I I'll I'll make sure that next time I you know anytime I see him I will not uh, pick a fight. With, yeah, uh, you should square off with him. Just let him know. You know, do like the Bruce Lee thing. Like you now and see what he does. Yeah, I, I don't think so. If he like, because you know how bad that would look if uh, if the papers went around saying I got my ass kicked by Screech. Yeah. Well, what we would do is we'd all get photos of it and then we'd post it on the internet. Put it post it on Facebook. <laughs> uh huh. I would put it on my page and then tag you in it, and then I would go to my fan page and then tag you in it, and then I would Twitter it. <laughs> I would probably Twitter it like three times a day just to make sure everybody saw it. A twit pic of uh, <laughs> me uh, getting my ass kicked by Screech. Great. Yeah. I, I it, you know what? It, your ratings will go up. They will. They will. All of a sudden, everybody will want to uh, want to talk to the guy that got his ass handed to by uh, Screech. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, also, I wanted to, uh, I guess, um, I just had um, Blake Fitzpatrick on my show um, last night, um, and he is a fan of yours. He said uh, about the, um, he was talking about the Unborn 2 before to me, so. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, was that um, a fun, fun movie to do? Blake Fitzpatrick, is he a racer? No. Uh, he's a filmmaker. Uh, from I think from LA. I uh, like he lives out there, but uh, oh, he's a director. Yes. Um, Does he work no, with him? I I don't think so. I think she's just a fan of yours. I think he just nice. Yeah, well, we have to work it out to now where we work together. Yes. Uh, you got to work with all your fans, don't you? We should. We should do a big movie. Like a I'm a fan of my fans. <laughs> like get uh, get all your fans to come out for one like big extra scene, you know? Oh yeah, Blake likes those movies. He, the zombie bloodbath, Evil <laughs> Ever After, Dorm of the Dead, <laughs> Death of Hollywood. Oh yeah, I bet he liked that. The Devil is an Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see that. I have to see that movie. That's now, like the, my question is, though, um, like, uh, are you a fan of horror movies yourself? Yes. Yes? I love them. The Descent is probably one of my favorites. For real? It's, well, it's character, it's written really, really well. It's not just, okay, cue the girl who's in, looking in the refrigerator and hears something down the hall. You know, it's not that. It's It's good. It's well written. The characters were really well developed. Their backstory, their you know, their whole life was really well developed. And then on top of it, they hired really good actors, really good directing. Is is uh, I love it. Scent. Uh, yeah. Is that the kind like, of movie that you would have wanted to to be in if you could have? That one, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, now. Like, uh, like, what, what kind of like uh, horror movies are you usually into? Like, other than this one, like, 
I like, well, I don't know if it's considered horror or sci-fi, but Aliens. Oh, nice. The second one is my favorite. Um, Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies ever. Like, ever. Yeah. I want to be Sarah Connor in that movie. Yeah, I remember actually being allowed to watch that movie (laughs) when I was, like, a kid. Uh, Yeah, my parents brought it home, and uh, they let me uh, watch it. And I was, like, so happy because, like, here I was, like, 11 or or so, 10 or 11, and being able to watch a radar movie was, you know, like, pretty damn cool. Yeah. Well, um, God bless your parents for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess, um, you know, The Unborn 2, uh, what, what can you talk uh, say about that film? What do you uh, about it? I wasn't on it for very long. Uh, I, you know, working on for any Roger Corman type movie, and that was, you know, that was a Roger Corman movie. But working on Roger Corman movies is, um, it, it's 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 like an honor in itself because everyone knows Roger Corman movies. They know that he's the the king of the B scream movie. Right. So knowing that, I was just. Stoked. And did um, you get to meet him? No. No. Dang it. No. <laughs> he wasn't even on set when you were on there. Oh uh, no! You know he had a. Um, he had hired director, a director, and you know he had, everybody was all handled. He was sitting, living large at his home, going, "Hey, hey we're making more movies." <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, but um, wow, that that kind of looks like. I bet you were like excited, like, oh my god, maybe I get to meet him, and then disappointed when he wasn't even on set. Well, yeah, I wanted to be in more movies, but I wanted to be the lead in more movies because I wasn't the lead in that one. Michelle Green was. Uh, I, I I haven't seen. It. I guess it's only available on like VHS or something right now. I'm sure. So maybe it's on probably. Yeah. Um. Um. I guess moving oh, on. Oh wait. What? You know what? I think Blake might have been the one who told me. It might have been Blake. Don't quote me on this. That he has a copy of it that was given to him by Roger Corman himself. And it was still in its shrink wrap and everything. That's pretty I cool. Think, you know what? I think Blake told me that like a couple of weeks ago, on Facebook. Gotta love Facebook. Okay. Got a little Facebook. That's where you find out everything about everybody. You know, <laughs> apparently. Uh, <laughs> True. I'm looking at a picture of you with Blake. What? Oh wait, not with. Okay, your picture on Facebook right now, on his page, is coming up. Like one of the, one of his. You know how they would do the little rotation on the Facebook friends. Oh yeah. Yeah, he has 408 friends, and there's your picture right there. Just nice. beautifully illustrated. Okay, well, there you go. See? Yeah. See, I'm friends with, like, everybody, so there you go. You know, or try to be, you know. <laughs> Are you friends with everybody? Yeah, I, I try to oh, be. Oh, look. Like, we'll see. I've oh, yeah. Got, yeah, I've got, like, 1,600, I think. I've only got I've only got 1,612 friends. You've only got 1,612 <laughs> friends? No, that's you. Oh, that's me. Okay. Wait, yeah. is that how many I have? You have 1,612 
days. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you right now. 1605, uh, it says I'm on. Really? Yeah. I'm looking weird? at 12. I know. I think you need to um, get the newest upgrade. The <laughs> newest upgrade of my friend? <laughs> yes. All right. We're, we we're really are dorks. We need to download a new driver high. for that. All right, we're we're wasting uh, valuable air time talking about my Oh, baseball. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I told right. you I'll go there, and you're ADD. You've already admitted it. Oh no, you I said you're random. Be, yeah, I told you I was random. So um, I know. I'll uh, and speaking of geeks, uh, let's talk a little bit more about weird science since we didn't really get a chance to like talk about that. We just talked about uh, you, you and Facebook, and uh, talking to uh, Wyatt. You know, was it was it Wyatt or Gary that you? Uh, 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 John Gary. Asher. Gary, yeah. John um, Asher, yeah. They were both super nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you get the chance to meet Lisa herself, uh, Vanessa Angel, on the show? I think I met her in the makeup trailer. I don't remember if I had any scenes with her, but I think I met her in the makeup trailer because I remember her being incredibly tiny, like tall, but like really a little petite. Tiny girl with boobs. Was that the, like the point of her character? I guess right. Like she's, I think she was like a kind of like a genie kind of thing. Oh yeah. Or was it she like made off of a Barbie type of scenario? Yeah, because they they were trying to make like the perfect girl or something. You know that kind of thing. Like oh, with yeah. the perfect. Uh, but I think it was the idea of uh, of weird science in general. Yeah. Um, well, she was slamming hot. Well, so I guess they succeeded. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, and she's gotten plenty of like work since then. You know. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. Um, and you have too yourself, anyway. Getting lots of work since working on uh, Weird Science. So maybe uh, Weird Science uh, helps people out. You know. Yeah. Well, it doesn't hurt having that credit on your resume. That's for sure. It doesn't uh, do now. Um, when you when you show your resume to a lot of people. Uh, what what's like the stuff that stands out to them the most? You know, honestly, it's the amount of work that I have on my resume that trips a lot of people out. Really? I have to edit it down, you know, to one page because I can't go in, meet with producers and stuff, and be like, oh yeah, well, you know, here's my resume, and then have them flipping pages. That it's it's sure. not necessary. So it is actually is the amount of work. More casting directors than not comment on. They're like, wow, you like to work. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, can, I can imagine you, like, you know, years from now, giving them, like, a book. Here, here's my resume. There you go. <laughs> it's got everything I've ever book. done. I'm going to have a tell-all book, and it's going to come out the day of the Oscars in the, the Oscar ceremony that I will be accepting my award for. So it's going to be like, she just won the Oscar, and oh, my God, did you read her book? <laughs> Like the day like, before the Oscar, or like, or the day yeah. of. The like day the of. day of. That'd the be day great. of, because then they've already tallied all the votes. Yeah, so they've already, you know, because then the chance get. You know what? Screw this girl. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna take yeah. this back. You what know? did she say? She has a potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then while I'm standing there accepting my award, I'll be like, oh, buy my, buy my book. It's got all kinds of crazy stories. Uh, all so. about Facebook and. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many friends I have? It's in my book. Sixteen, twelve. 
five, whatever, <laughs> whatever I it is. I aspire to have that many friends. Um, I, I don't really. So to tell you the truth, people add me all the time. I'm like, okay. I don't. Oh, and nice. then they never talk to me. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure and get then, that a lot, too. Like, hey. Well, I have, I have two different Facebooks. I have one that I deal with for business. So it's my business associates that I've, you know, met or uh, know through other business associates. Maybe I haven't met them yet, but they've been introduced through other business associates. And then I have a fan page, which also has friends on it, but it's more, you know, people that, that will never do business with, like people who you're not going to call and interview them. So I don't want to really just weigh down I don't want to have to sift through so many people to find you to know, oh, yeah, I haven't talked to Jonathan for a while. So I like that little cycle down there. It's like a, a rotating Rolodex. I like it to kind of stay a, a little more sparse. And then that right. way I know, oh, that's right, Jonathan and I met here, here, and here, and we discussed these things, so I actually need to get back with him on that. And then on the other page, it's all just kind of like, hey, everybody, this is fun times, and this is what I'm doing now, and what are you up to? You know, that so I'm on up. I'm on the cool page basically. Um, is that what they're you're... both cool pages? Uh, well, no, I mean I'm on the one that uh the the the, the more personal one. That's kind of cool. You're, that makes me happy. You're, you're on the entertainment related one. Well, I, I, mean, I thought they're both entertainment related. They are entertainment related. So. But, okay. I have a, yeah, it's a work page and a fan page. Don't confuse me, okay? Because it's it's not very hard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you, you anyway. okay? Breathe. Take a breath. Okay. Wait. <laughs> okay. All right. We got it. All right. Cool. <laughs> cool. Never bleach your hair blonde because it'll just be too cliche. Well, I mean, I I really don't think I look good in uh, with blonde hair. Uh, <laughs> I, I went I went through like an M M&M and M phase where I was gonna do that, and then I changed my mind. You know. Oh, if you do, we post a picture on my Facebook. Um, I'm I'm sure if I do, you will post a picture of it on my on your <laughs> Facebook. I'm like, ha ha! I tagged you. You can't get away from it. Yeah, I can. You can tag yourself. I mean, you can. I know, but it's still be on mine. But like, yeah, it'll still be on mine. Oh yeah, I can keep retagging you like once a week. <laughs> like it'll just show up like randomly. Like I'll go to like sleep that. next morning. Boiled I'll... again. Damn it. You'll, you'll wake up every morning trying to... Did she do it today? Did she do it? Okay, cool. I'm safe. <laughs> I'm safe today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, now, now I'm excited about, like, the, the world that's going to happen with Facebook and you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm... All right. We're, we're moving on. Uh, our Facebook topics are, like, the, the main thing tonight. It's fun. Um, but, um, actually, you know what I was thinking was, um, you should, you should do like with, uh, your show with the SVI or whatever. Have you guys ever thought about doing like talk shows and stuff like that too, to kind of interact with, um, you know, a lot of the people like, like the show. We do, um, for safety geeks, we do like mingle media will come out and interview us. Or if we're on red carpets and stuff, the web files. They really like to interview us. Um, so we do a lot of 
interviews, not necessarily talk show type stuff. Right. And a lot of it, because so far, Safety Geeks has been on the web. Um, we like to call it actually platform agnostic because it is easily transferable to the medium of film and uh, television. So we like to call it platform agnostic, but we so far it's been on the web. And so a lot of the web series type interview shows like to interview us, and we love them because you know it's it's social networking and it really gets the word out. And that's how we got the show. I mean. People don't know the, the internet is so filled with static. There's so much content on the internet that in order to really get those 20 million hits like we've gotten, you actually have to go out and put the word out yourself. So you don't have, you know, you're not watching Lost and you get an episode for a, an ad for their next show that's coming up. We have to actually go out and do it ourselves. And so it's it's very much a groundswell, grassroots kind of word of mouth thing at first. And then people catch on, and then it becomes viral pretty much, where people are like, have you seen that? And they start posting it on each other's pages or Twittering it to each other. So it, I, I'm a huge fan of, of this, you know, medium. So that's why it's kind of like, yeah, Facebook, Twitter. That's, you just you just like the Internet, I think. <laughs> that's, that's what I Yeah, I, but you're not supposed to know about those pages. Well, I... <laughs> I like I like going on the internet and looking at um, cats play with string. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chasing uh, the laser light into a fan. Oops. I I yeah I don't even want to want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I I want to uh, kind of also mention uh, because I guess a lot of the a lot of the fans out there are um, familiar with your work on uh, Xena. So, I love um, Zena. Another one of my favorites. Another one of your favorite favorites. You're picking, uh, you're picking all my favorites tonight. I know, seriously. Well, I'm trying to pick out, you know, your the 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 hits, you know, the ones that um that oh, people yeah. will uh you know will talk about and want want to hear about. Um, yeah, that Zena was a an amazing experience. I was a part of the the Rheingold trilogy, which is when Zena goes to the Nordic lands, to like where Odin is the god and and so forth. And my character ends up falling in love with Gabrielle, who is her little blonde bard. And so I don't know if you know this or not, but Zena has a very large following. You know, they still do conventions and and stuff. And so I appear at the conventions also, just because they they call it the Xenoverse is right. so warm and welcoming and they're so kind hearted and it refills your spirit just to go there. And these these fans they make pilgrimages from you know, London to come over Italy to come over and be at the LA convention for for the you know, the Xenocon and they're wonderful people. I cannot say enough. And, you know, the first year that I appeared there, I was so nervous and I was so scared. I was like, these people are not going to even know who I am. I was, I was in, like, I was a recurring player. I wasn't a lead. And they put me on stage by myself for an hour. And I had no idea what that I was going to be on. I thought it was like a panel discussion. And so I'm like, what? So I go out there and I'm like, okay, I didn't know this was going to happen. So it randomly and very organically, I realized that they were as playful as me. So somehow 
the idea of me auctioning my bra off came up. And the one that I was wearing, because I was like, I, you know, obviously I didn't bring anything else. And so it was the bra I was wearing. And I've been doing work with the Desi Geetzman Foundation, which is uh, a foundation that benefits the, the patients and families of pediatric cancer. And it's a, an amazing organization. I was introduced to them through General Hospital. So I had already been working with them for a while. And I just, I was like, listen, if you guys want to have some fun, I will auction my bra off. All of the money, just PayPal it straight over to Desi Geetzman Foundation. I don't, you know, I, I don't want to touch it. I don't want it in my name because I don't do good with paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we will just PayPal it straight over. And I got to say, those girls, they, I, I say girls because a lot of the fans are the women, but there are men as well. But they were having such a blast. I was having such a blast. The first bra that I auctioned off, this wonderful lady named Jackie, ended up winning it for $1,500. And Whoa. I'm just like, wow. And so since then, every time I do go, we do the, they always ask, are you doing the bra auction again? Because we have such a good time. This last bra auction that I did, they, their spirit of giving is so amazing that these two groups of girls were now um, throwing money at each other like, okay, wait, 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 here, get the price up higher because they wanted to win against the other, but it was only just as a matter of spirit. You know, it wasn't like I want it, not her. It was, well, I can, I can win it. And so then by the end of it, we realized that the one group of girls actually did have more money, but she just threw out a number to make sure that she could win didn't know if she even had that amount of money. They were telling me that my time was up on stage. So the other group of girls came over, handed them all of their money, and said, whatever you're lacking in your pile, make up for it with that, and then give the rest as well. Wow. And, yeah, so I went home and got another bra to give to the girls who gave their money for these girls to win the money or to win the raw. Like it's these it's I love the Xenoverse. I'm such a fan of all everything Xena related. Such a fan. The people, the show itself was so much fun. That, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, can you tell I like it? <laughs> no, I can I can definitely tell. That's great. Yeah. So the most I got for a bra that went straight over to Desi Giesman was um it was a bidding war between two girls in particular. And so uh, we ended up raising just shy of $10,000. Wow. For, yeah. And, I bet they know, love you. Yeah. It, it's so wonderful. And the thing is, it's like it's not like they, they're not there just to spend money because they'll, if they're buying, you know, swag or whatever, they're like, well, it's too expensive. I don't want to buy that. Maybe I'll get this one. It's a little less expensive. But then when they find out that it's for charity, they're all about it. They're just like, yes, let's help kids. Let's help the families. Let's help Desi Geestman Foundation. They're just, uh, I, I cannot say enough good things about the Xenoverse. That's, that's great. Um, I've interviewed uh, one of the directors of uh, a few of the Xena movies, um, Josh Becker, before, and um, Everybody that, and I've interviewed uh, Gary Jones, who I think directed a couple of them. I've interviewed a couple of the Xena guys, and they, they, everybody just seems to, like, love doing it. Like, it's just, it's a fun, like, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, 
Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they're out there, you know, helping people out and, and doing a lot of good stuff too. Um, but um, also, I guess uh, we're wow, we're we're almost running out of time. So I kind of wanted to. Uh, we were talking about, I guess, were we talking about NCIS that you had the. Uh, we wanted to get back to that, right? Where it was. The, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh wanted yeah. To do that. What was uh, what was uh, you know what was wrong with that? Like, what was up with that episode that they actually, you know? Well, okay, the episode that I was in was called The Voyeur's Web. Right. And it was about basically my husband had gone off to um, war and, you know, because it's uh, Marines and uh, Navy. So he had gone off to war. And so I was left home like an army wife and decided to make a little extra cash, was going to do um, like webcam stuff where I danced seductively and kind of like striptease type stuff on the web. So the very opening sequence before the titles even run was me doing a little striptease, dudes online typing in, oh, yeah, take it off, you know, me being like, oh, be patient, boys, that kind of thing. And then the next thing you know, you see behind me a, a man wearing all black with his face covered, and he attacks me and wrestles me basically to where my face is right in front of the camera, and he slits my throat and right on camera. And it, unless you watch to the end, you don't realize that that I actually was faking my death because I was the murderer. I had actually murdered my business partner in it, and then I needed to act dead too and disappeared to take all this apparently money that voyeur cams make or something. I don't know. Um, but so you don't unless you watch to the end, you don't know that that was a fake knife with fake blood. You think that I was just. Not really, but you think that I was murdered on camera. And the people in middle America went haywire. They were like, oh, no, no, you can suggest somebody getting murdered on camera, but we don't want it all up in our face like that. So they started writing hate mail, you know, and in her lingerie and everything. And so it was the only episode that had gotten hate mail. And then they looked at the ratings and they were like, oh, wait a minute. This is our highest rated show we've had so far. So it, it got the most hate mail, and because that was because probably because it was the uh, you know highest rated uh, show like episode. That's kind of cool yeah. though, you know. Yeah, it was, it's the only one that got hate mail. It's the only one ever, like on NCIS. To that to that date, I don't know about since then. I don't know if they've had higher ratings since my episode or if they've gotten hate mail since my episode. But to that date, the only one that had ever gotten hate mail and the highest rated. That's crazy. I know. I was all, yeah, I got hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> did they show you any of the hate mail or uh, or anything, or did they just tell you about it? Uh, well, I had remained friends with a couple of the people who knew the ins and the outs of the show. Right. So they they told me after the fact. Oh, cool. You know, uh, that, that, it's good that you didn't personally get hate mail, right? You, nobody sent you anything. Like. No, I get letters from prisoners. That's more fun, I guess. I get lovely fan mail. From prisoners? Prisoners. Oh, my God. When I was on the little shows, the Saturday morning shows, I used to get letters from prisoners telling me how much they like my melons. I'm like, I play a 15-year-old. Are you kidding me? I mean, I like your melons. Come on now. I know. Like, great. You guys are watching. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I should learn your lesson. It's illegal. You haven't. You haven't learned it yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing they're not going on parole anytime soon. <laughs> parole board says you stay. We read your your fan mail. You know, you, you we read the response. Hey, I was playing a 15 year old, and they're like, uh huh. That guy's staying. <laughs> yeah, you know? I know. That's um, why I wrote you a letter. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess. Um, Let's see. Well, another, uh, you know, another thing that um, uh, I wanted to have you promote on here. Um, uh, you just did a, uh, I guess, an independent film called Stacy's Mom. Yes. Where you play the title character of. Stacey's I play Stacy's mom. Now, was that yeah. based off of the song? I have to ask. Uh, I, I would venture to say yes. Because it, it just that, that was the whole like plot of the song too. Like, yeah. Plot of the movie. I looked it up and I was like, wait. Yeah. You know? I would venture to say yes, and then expanded upon, um, really sweetly expanded upon, and yet still somehow very twisted. Like just because the guys that wrote it, they're we we all kind of have a really similar sensibility, and they're a little off kilter in terms of like <laughs> that's funny. I'm like, oh, my God, that is funny. Yes, let's do that. (laughs) But, you know, the average American might be like, oh, my God, that's not funny. But it's only pushing the envelope a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, they actually think it's funny. They just can't let their, like, friends know they think it's funny because their friends actually think it's funny but are pretending that they don't think it's funny. So then everybody's sitting in a circle of we don't think it's funny while secretly they're running home and watching it. Yeah, they're like, you know, I gotta go home and wash my hair. Yes. Yeah, I got a thing. Um, yeah, I got a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. And the guys, it's uh, the guys who made it. Honestly, it was their first film out of the gate. And when I showed up on set, I was like, okay, I've been in this industry for God knows how many years now. You people are running this so smoothly and so well done. And even there were some really major hiccups that weren't their fault. And the way they handled it, I swear I will work with these guys anytime they ask from now on. They're wonderful, wonderful. Patrick Sayer and Cole and um, Cole Taylor and Jenna Medici, I think that's how you pronounce her name. They just, they were so professional and good at what they do. Wow. Like wow, right on. Let's yeah, make well, more. I mean, I, I, as a you know uh, filmmaker myself, I I know how hard it is sometimes to do like you stuff on that kind of uh, budget, you know. And yeah. Like and they've probably had a pretty good budget actually, to be honest. So, uh, especially to get you on board too, you know. Were were you one of like I know you and there's uh, Dennis Haskins in the film too, but were you guys mm-hmm. like one of the only. Uh, bigger name people or were there well the the lead the little guy i call him the little guy he's a, a teenage boy he's not a little guy um but logan and i can't remember logan's last name right now so uh, forgive me sorry logan um but he's been in all kinds of stuff he was in like um step brothers with will ferrell and you know, he's got, like, kids don't usually have the main role unless it's a role about kids. So in those sh- movies that he was in, he didn't have big, huge main roles, but he's got a, a pretty good list of credits, and he was 
totally on his game when we were shooting. And it was obvious. It's like, okay, this kid at at the age of like 15, he's already a seasoned vet. So, and then a couple of the other kids were very brand new, and it was adorable watching them just be so sweet and kind and like, okay, you're gonna stand on your mark. Okay, thank you. And it's like, oh. You just want to hug them. Like, I have kids your age. <laughs> no, so was that cute. kind of like was that kind of awkward though? Having like uh, a kid that that old like actually like like you know falling in love with you or something? Not at all. Men of all ages should fall in love with me. <laughs> there you go. I, I hardly know you, but I fall in love with you already. You know? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, that's. Um, I mean, you know, because I would have, I would have imagined it'd be like uh, kind of weird, like you know, uh, um, I'm a, you know, I'm twice your age or more or whatever, uh, you know, like how, how, you know, what I mean, like you feel kind of weird about it, right? Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> hey, I already told you how I feel about it. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, <laughs> What was it like working, because uh, you got to work with Dennis Haskins and uh, Say by the Bell. You got to work with them in the uh, new class, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't get to work with him on the day of this shoot. We never had scenes together. So pretty much by the time, if I would shoot, like we wouldn't on the same days, we might not be there on the same days. Or if, you know, I might have shot something in the morning, and then by the time I was leaving, he was arriving for his afternoon shoots or something. So I never got to really hang out with him. One day we did chit-chat because we did cross paths um, in the makeup chair. I got there, I was shooting at the end of the day, and he was leaving. So we crossed paths and we chit-chatted for a little while, but we didn't get to, like, you know, get to the meaty goodness of acting together. Oh. Oh, hey, maybe next movie. Yeah. Okay. You know, maybe, you know what, <laughs> Hello. Oh my God, you're cutting out on me. Uh, hold on, a okay. Okay. Okay, I'm just gonna call up on the other. Phone. Uh, can you still hear? I'm here. Okay. Do you have another call coming in? Yeah, I'm just gonna call in on my uh, cell phone. Uh, oh crap. Technical difficulties. It's like the Streamy Awards. Uh, it's it's a landline for some reason. Huh. Uh, can you hear me better now? I can hear you. Okay. Cause, okay, good. Okay, there was just an echo, so. Oh, okay. Well, now anyway, I don't have to beat you. Okay, good. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, for some reason, it's saying like it's um. Well, it's okay. Uh, I guess we went over the time. I didn't even realize it. Uh, we went over the because I set it up for an hour, and we went okay. over. Okay. So, um, but it's still on, and it's still. Um, I believe it's still. You know, um, I believe we're still doing the show. So. Oh, nice. Um, I guess. Uh, I guess we'll just we'll just pretty much end it right now, anyway. But. I do want to have you come back on the show soon. Um, okay. Maybe with some of the guys from your uh, web series. Uh, yeah. You know, I would love to have. Yeah, I would love to have Tom 
<clears throat> Tom Sonkel, come on with me. He's my business partner. He wrote Safety Geeks with um, Dave. He's a hilarious, like, sketch comedian and just he's ridiculous. We get along so well because of it. So you, you guys would actually play really well off each other. It would be fun to have him on with me. Okay, well, that's good. Then that means you think I'm funny. All right, good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm a little worried sometimes. I think some people don't get my sense of humor, so uh, it's kind of hard, you know, like, uh, especially dealing with people who just don't have any sense of humor whatsoever. So that's a good <laughs> thing that you do. Otherwise, um, I don't think any of these shows would have worked so well, you know. Otherwise, it'd be like, hi, hi. So what are you doing? Yeah. Nothing. What are you doing? Um, Picking my nose. <laughs> no, not even that, because, see, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Trying so hard not to be funny. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's hard, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's hard when you are funny, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, I guess uh, thank you so much for calling in and uh, coming on the show and everything, and I'm, I'm so glad... Uh, uh, I got to talk to you about all this stuff. I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I should have set it up for a two-hour show, seriously, because, like, we had so much to talk about, and I didn't realize it. Well, you, you know? know what? This is better because you leave me wanting more. Oh, well, that's good. And There uh, you go. You don't be... want to run me off my first time. Yeah, all of a sudden you're bored. You know what? It's, uh, it's an hour and a half. You know, I'm kind of getting tired of this. I'm going to not come mm-hmm. back to the show ever again. You know, that kind of thing. So there you go. Job well done. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we'll definitely have you back on. Let's let's try to see if uh, Tom is interested and try to get the word out about Safety Geeks because I was just watching the first episode today and didn't even know about it until today. And oh, now yeah. I am very, very, very interested, especially since the first episode was like a lap dance of doom. <laughs> That um that sounded like that piqued my interest to begin with. I was like, damn it, I can't really watch all of these and, and watch them all. So I'm gonna have to um I'll have to watch them all before you uh, come back on. Nice. You know, there's a hour long version as well. You can get on um Amazon. Amazon. Nice. Yeah. So you can just pop it in your DVD player and just play it all straight through. The jokes play funnier that way, actually. Oh, is there, my is there a DVD? Yeah. Know. Wow. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Cool. Because um, it was originally written as a one hour, and then we broke it into segments for the web. But it plays better, in my opinion, as a one hour. Oh, very cool. Yeah, because it's like what straight through, right? Like no segment breakup at all. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the beginning titles aren't there, the ending titles aren't there. The jokes play more smoothly. The storylines and the arcs play more smoothly. Awesome. Yeah, there well, you go. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. I'll have to buy that now. You know. Okay. Support you guys. All right. Well, thank you. Are so you going? Much. Hey, are you? What? Are you going to Comic Con? Where is that, and when is that? San Diego Comic Con, twenty first through the twenty sixth or fifth. Uh, this month. Uh huh. I'll be there the twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. And if you're going, then get the disc and bring it. We'll probably sell them there too, but bring it. But we'll sign it for you. I would love to, but unfortunately I'm going to Fright Night Film Fest uh, on the 30th, and I just don't have money to, like, be able to go to San Diego and then go to Kentucky and then, you know. I <laughs> like, see. 
the you uh, have your priorities. I understand. Well, one of my one of the movies that I acted in is screening there, and it's actually my first time seeing it on the big like seeing myself on the big screen. So oh, nice. Can't uh, can't really pass that up compared. Yeah. To, you know. Go be in all your glory. Yeah, I, I'll probably run and hide. So. Uh, <laughs> you know. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Um, you know, maybe uh, what, what, well, maybe one day we'll exchange copies and we'll both get them to sign uh, DVDs of each other's stuff. You know, beautiful. So that, until you look at it and go, no, I'm not really interested in this. No, <laughs> Ew, this has blood. This, this is uh, this is kind of gory and nasty. It's and it, it's called Nightmare at Bunny Man Bridge. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much, and uh, no, we'll we'll definitely come uh, get you back on. Maybe um, just just ask uh, Tom when he would you know when he would be interested, and we'll uh, we'll set it up. Beautiful. Well, I will talk with you later. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. That was uh, Brittany Powell. Um, I'm gonna give a special thanks out to her. Uh, we'll do another show, I guess, with her uh, again. Um, and her and uh, Tom Conkle, who um, wrote, hopefully, uh, you know, who wrote the uh, show Safety Geeks. Um, you can check that out. I think uh, it's on YouTube, and she said it's uh, available on Amazon, so check that out. And um, thank you guys for listening, and hope you had a fun time. <laughs>